Hey everybody, this is Issei Cosette and you are listening to Issei's Way, your favorite podcast that you didn't know you needed, you didn't know we existed, but I'm so glad you're here. And guess what? We're back with part two with Mr. Alex and what up? Part two. I just wanted to um, bring you back, you know, because we didn't even it's get to like, hey, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even get to like really like dive in to really your story it was just like i feel like we kind of got stuck on shooting your shot in professional goals Mm -hmm. and being in cities you know what i'm saying and finding your lane as a a young professional in this crazy world you know what i'm saying in america (laughs) you know jesus and but we holding down you're doing great mr you. you know young black man and on too many 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 great things we were talking about how you met your partner and just the challenges of what maybe society may think. Absolutely. I kind of wanted to kind of pick up where we left off in that conversation. What happened? Yeah, no, like I was saying on uh, the last episode, it was really falling in love with this person and, you know... In the last episode, I talked about our differences being in an interrelational homosexual relationship where there's a little bit of an age difference as well. I mean, it was hard because, again, thinking, what are all my friends going to think? And then ultimately, like, you know, if this turns out to be a serious relationship, what will my family think? So there's all these things going on in my head. And when we first met, uh, for the first three four years i had not come out to my parents so that Whoa. was a very interesting how twist. do you go three four years without coming that out to your parents wait first twist. of all not even just three four years like you were probably like 24 ish or how do you live like your um, entire life without yeah. telling your parents that you are you know i mean i just kind of laid low when it came to things like that i tried dating females and like high school middle school and they would always just turn out to be friends so i think you know i would always try to play that role but um yeah it was i mean for the relationship it didn't ruin us but it was always definitely a thing at that point when you know i mean after maybe a year after you've been with somebody and you haven't typically met their family it's like okay but Mm. now it's like three four years now so it's oh the pressure the have you met his family I have met his, like, aunts, uncles, um, but all of his family lives up north, so it's not as easy to... Okay. But this is, like, I'm saying, like, in the year of knowing him, or... <laughs> no, 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 I hadn't met his family until three years in. So you both were in the same situation. It <laughs> right. wasn't only, like... The only difference was... <laughs> they knew. That his family knew, but my family had no idea because they did not know I was gay. Right. You so, said something about playing a role. What do you mean? Like, just playing how does the role that work? as a straight man, you know, like mm-hmm. having girlfriends thinking that was kind mm. of like shun away my parents from ever thinking anything. Not Like at that time, I guess not even only my parents, but just like people in general, friends. Anything, yeah. But... And like I said, they were always just turn into friendships at the end because obviously I never got anything out of those kind of relationships. Yeah. No, I remember, I mean, when I met you in college, at first, I didn't think anything of it. I was like, okay, well, he's from Augusta, you know, like. (laughs) (laughs) But But I I don't know what you mean by that. (laughs) I don't know what I mean with that either. 
think that's one of the things I like about our generation is, you know, we're rewriting the rules on, you know, what's the social norm and being more open and just, you know, obviously I don't have to necessarily agree with your lifestyle, but just respecting everybody. And I, I always have this theory that people don't like things like I may not approve of something or that might not be for me but i think people dislike things because they don't fully understand it if i understand Mm. something i can at least try to put myself in that situation and i have more apathy for it but if i just totally don't get it or i don't understand it of course i'm gonna have that aversion towards the situation or the lifestyle right that's like i said one of the things i like about our generation is because i said we're rewriting the rules and kind of spearheading this whole Movement, social justice for everybody. Um, all lives matter. How did you come out maybe to yourself or to your family, your friends? Yeah, I mean, um, like I said, for a while, it was one of those things in the relationship where, you know, my partner was never going to force me to do anything that I didn't want to do. And for the longest, was probably more uh, lenient and forgiving towards that situation more than one Mm. Typically would ever be because I know if it, the situation Dude, was turned around, they're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a very patient person. Luckily, a very patient person. Um, but he really let it me do it on my own terms, and I think a lot of confidence for me came with after him meeting all of my friends. You know, everyone seems to like him a lot. He's a great person for me, and you kind of get to the place where in anything where if something makes you so happy or you find success in something or you're growing within something with someone or whatever you're doing whether it's a professional setting spiritual setting relationship like i'm happy you kind of stop caring what everyone else thinks because it's gonna kill my vibe yeah exactly exactly like so, I'm, I mean, wait. I'm not gonna lie it took a a while to work up the the courage to come out to my parents you know growing up in a christian household being a black homosexual man it was always scary um growing up you know you almost have two things working against you so it's like where do i even find my place in this world and be still be true to myself but still sticking to the values and i remember like even as a young child just like praying like God, like, I don't know, like, because no one chooses to be homosexual. No one chooses to be gay. No one chooses to have any kind of sexuality. Um, so I was, like, just praying, like, I don't want to be this way. I just want to be normal. Like, What's normal, though? Yeah, I mean, but normal yeah, is what, you society know, normal is what you. you're taught, you know. Mm-hmm. This is what's right. This is what's wrong. This is what accepted is what, it's what's. This is what's accepted and this is what's not accepted, especially, like I said, growing up in a black Christian household, you know, you're brought up to think a certain way and feel a certain way and go about things a certain way. And it's like, but what if that's not exactly how I feel? I remember when I met you some, I don't know what, I don't know what instance it was. But it was, you were saying that you were the black sheep of your family. And that's way before I really think I really know you. So I didn't, I was like, okay, but what does that mean? Yeah. And now that I look back, I'm like, okay, it makes sense. Yeah. Not even in a bad way. It's no. Just, I'm, just different. Yeah, just different. I always, I mean, I'm the middle child. So that is. Yeah. Oh, it's a recipe to the, mm-hmm. to the entree. Um. But yeah, no, just growing up in that household, in that kind of household, I'm grateful for it. But again, it 
definitely hindered me from being open when it came to my sexuality and my lifestyle. And that the fact also. that you grew up in the Christian home or the fact that, I guess, like being African-American, what was it? Both, both, definitely both. I mean, like I said, there's it's almost like a double stigma standard that goes fighting for not only this, but you're also fighting for that. And it's like sometimes and then this your is partner okay, is but white. then sometimes this. Oh! Right, but this is even. I'm talking before I even met him. This is just Ooh, like growing true. up. Like, but oh yeah, wow, but wow. So even then, so it's like almost even more because now it's like three things. Now I'm in an interracial relationship, so it's. Always fighting, like I said, for one thing, and then one thing is all right, and then the next thing maybe not. So it's just like, where do I find myself in all of this? Where do I, how do I be true to myself? And like I said, I got a lot of the courage um, to come out to my parents after just finally years of just seeing how happy I was, how mm. supportive friends were of the relationship. So I was like, oh, it can't be all that bad. Right. And at this point, we live separately because um, kind of piggybacking off of what we talked about in the last episode where I like my space. I'm very mm-hmm. much uh, like, <clears throat> I'm an extroverted person, but I'm also a loner at the same time. Like yeah. sometimes I find solace in just being alone. Um, and he didn't really get that yeah. at first. Yeah. <laughs> so we had our own place. <laughs> he yeah. was like, what? Yeah, like, why do you want to, because I just need space. Exactly. Like, there's nothing wrong. I just enjoy being alone sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I had my own place for the first. I love you, but I love me a little uh, bit more. I mean, the, and, you know, it's one of the it's okay. communication, communication, communication. You Definitely. Have to have communication. But I say all that to say that, so this is leading up to, up to the point where I was staying at his place more so financially it started to make less and less sense to be paying for a place that yeah. I only wanted to get away for and be alone for maybe like three times out of the month I'm True. paying you know almost $1,300 for this mm. closet mm. that I store my clothes <laughs> in yeah see so, don't miss that about Atlanta shout mm, out to Puerto Rico for that yeah. <laughs> and they keep moving in um <laughs> 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 Um, but yeah, no, it was up to that point where I was like, obviously I can't move in and not tell my parents because it's going to be worse if I move in and then something happens and they find out. So I'm like, I just need to do it. And we actually got in an argument that day because he was so ready for me to move in. But it's like, this is that one thing that kind of, it was like the straw that broke the camel's back when it comes to that part, that, uh, hurdle in the relationship. So I was like, you know what? If this is a relationship that I'm serious about, you know, it's been four years now, so I know this isn't just some kind of fling, you know, this is like a real, real Mm -hmm. relationship. So I just have to do it. I just have to. Got to. I've got to do this. Whether the relationship in the long run doesn't work out or not, it's like, at least this is, I don't have to lie to my parents anymore. I don't have to skip around things. We're grown now. I'm grown. You know, I take care of myself. I have my own bills, you know. And then it's a new day, you know, I know, like, and I think that's another beautiful thing about living in the United States of America, like, we can be open and say, hey, you know what I'm saying, I like him or her, you know what I'm saying, Mm -hmm. I don't like this or that, and not feel like, okay, we're gonna die, but in certain societies, in certain countries, they can't be as vocal and verbal, and, like, that's sometimes, like, I feel like the problematic thing about globalization, because certain things that we feel, you know, or, like, maybe easily accessible and um, understandable to us may not be as easy to another country, so it's, like, 
shout out to those who stand up for the movement have to be able to be the martyrs or stand up, you know, and make yeah, those changes. Absolutely. But um, Jesus, like we, I don't think we realize like the importance and like the privilege that we have no, to be able to do with something. That. I feel like that is often taken for granted. But when you're, you know, living in situations like that, it kind of puts things into perspective. Like even when you are living in America and it's, there's still even here, like, yeah, you might feel you have the freedom and the rights doesn't mean that people are still even then accepting of a lifestyle or a thought process or, you know, just anything in life. You're always going to have haters. Yeah. <laughs> Everywhere you go. Everywhere you go, whatever you're doing. So it's like. So how do you deal with haters? Do you pray for them? Like, you know, as a black gay Christian, you mm-hmm. know, how spiritually, emotionally mentally do you deal with this oh i would say definitely just praying for understanding for the person you know i mean like i said even for the longest it was even finding within myself my kind of even today like still finding my lane as a homosexual black christian man like so you know everyone will tell you or a lot of people will tell you you know the bible says one thing you're pretty much damned but it's like growing up feeling that and almost believing that it's like, where do I find my lane? But it's like, I never want to compromise my relationship and my spirituality with God for that. But so it's like coming to terms with yourself that at the end of the day, all you can do, like I might as well. So if I'm going to be damned, I might as well, you know, be the best Christian I can because, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, I, I, that may sound but really he loves weird, but us in like, any way. It's, it's like it's like you know how people like, will be like, "Oh, come as you are," like saying like, "Oh, you can come to ch- like church however you dress." It's like, no, come as you are. Like you know, what I'm saying wholeheartedly, like sinner, mm-hmm. saying whatever you know, what I'm saying fallen, broken, whole. And I I think sometimes we put limits on like how people believe or worship, and like you can't do without faith. It's just as much as living your life or loving someone. Like there's no right or wrong way. Your mm-hmm. way is for you. My way is for me. And so mm-hmm. come as you are. Like you know what I'm saying. And if I'm going to be homosexual, if I'm going to be blind, if I'm going to be straight, if I'm going to be white, if I'm going to be black, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to be left handed and right, you know, I'm going to be right. open to it because God's gonna bless you. However, it doesn't matter. And I think um, we can't limit a man's perspective, you know, on mm-hmm. how God works and how God Absolutely. blesses and how God uses us um, to be used to love because had I or, like, you know, I think we've been stuck. And I think, like, you know, when that's, like, the change also. I'm not too big on the Bible. I'm more of a prayer than I am. Like, you know what I'm saying? I can quote the Bible. But, like, the difference my mama would show me with the Old Testament and the New Testament is, like, how much God changed. And if God can change and evolve and love, you know what I'm saying, and mm-hmm. not be so harsh, you know, and forgiving, you know what I'm saying, right. why can't we, you right. know? And if he can be open to changes, like, we can be able to learn to adapt and evolve and like with loving, with understanding, with forgiving, with being able to be a friend, with able to be able to be um, a lover, right? right? A wife, a husband. Um, there's things that was written in the Bible that may not be the same things that happened this day, but we can evolve to say, how do we, you know, apply this to our life? Because there's so many translations of the Bible. Exactly. Exactly. So, okay, okay, this is Alex's version and Issa's right. version, you know, is this way. Even then, people will interpret that their own way as well. So, it's, it can be a mixed messages, but um, no, I definitely agree. I mean, I think the one thing to always keep in mind is 
first of all, we're all human. We're all going through this crazy thing called life together. I mean, so just loving, like, I, you don't have to necessarily agree with a lifestyle. You may not necessarily agree with someone's ways, but I think it should be everyone's mission in life to at least try to understand and to love. And I know that sounds so, you know, peace signs, hard yeah. time, but it's so true. It's like, it's it's something, it's one of those things that's so simple, but it's still so hard for us to to do for people. I mean, for anybody, I mean. The golden rule type thing. Yeah, we all it. have things that we like or don't like about people, like no matter what your sexuality is, your race, but. I think if you're working on just trying to be an understanding person, that's what I try to do. Just be an understanding person where it's, I may not like your moves, but I respect it because that's your journey. Everyone has their own journey. They're dealing with life their own way. Give respect, take respect, one love. Yeah. So that's just kind of, if I have that mindset, everything else just doesn't really matter because you have that certain peace within yourself. So... You know, if anything, I feel pity for a person because it's like, wow, you're so mm. close-minded. You're not even willing to mm. try to understand the other side. And I think it's it shorts or it limits your blessings in life. It limits, you know, just where you could be at within yourself and within the world. Because I, I always feel like your mission should be greater than yourself. My dad mm. always brought us up uh, kind of with that mentality. It's like, if you're only living for yourself, then what kind of life are you living? Mm. If you're not living, like, what's your big mission in life? What are you doing? You have to contribute something to the world, living in this world before you leave. You can't just live for yourself. Mm. That's not what we're here for. Ooh, Mm. I know you have a poem or a part of a poem that you want to kind of share with us. And, um, I'm excited. It's just like, wow. Like, it's just like, that was just so beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, I get so excited. I'm like it, it, it is, so and it's real. Um, well, so I'm just going to read a section of a poem called Morality, Admirality, Facing Reality. It's scary being in a circle of similar people egging you on to be just like them. They install an insane amount of doubt, make you question your identity. Your beginning will be definitely be intensified by worry, weighing you down like lead streaming your blood. Doomed to a damnation of a walking hell on earth where every waking hour is a battle to be fought. Your morality will be attacked, feeling like abnormality. Normality is the reality you sought but forgot. It's scary showing your true self in a circle of similar people egging you on to be just like them. They install a saint, an insane amount of doubt, making you question your identity. You, clue, you clearly know who you are, but you aren't too sure. They bore you with all the glory of a perfect gentleman who's supposed to steal your heart, tearing you apart. You feel left out in the dark. You kick yourself for all your faults. Well, that's basically a poem about, you know, finding your own lane when everyone around you wants to, you to be a certain person or they want you to conform to them. And it's... Finding your lane, Mm. just like we kind of been talking about this uh, part and the first part as well, the first episode, just finding your lane in life, being comfortable with yourself. And as always, if you don't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? Mm. It's true. Yes. (laughs) It's it's again, one of those things where it's so simple to say, but it's like, 
you're always constantly on a journey for yourself. Like, mm-hmm. I'm still figuring myself out. We're all still figuring ourselves out, feeling, figuring out our footprints in this life. Um, so just making it easier and, you know, understanding, having understanding love and apathy for other people just makes the journey that much easier for everybody else. That's so beautiful. I know, right? Everyone just like, you know, snaps. Alex, as we close this beautiful part two and just time with you, I just want to ask you as I ask all my wonderful guests, how are you on your way? Mm. I'm on my way by making the moves for myself, by writing the life I want to live. It's easy to say you want change but change always starts with changing a habit Mm. so brushing off old habits brushing off laziness brushing off you know i read a post today that said um as an adult any time off quote unquote time off is just procrastination so using my time wisely to again achieve mission of outreach leaving my footprint on this earth one day at a time yes I'm not going to add nothing to that. This is, um, you know, just an honor. I'm just, you know, where, where can my listeners find you once again if you haven't? You... Yeah, so you can hit me up if you would like. <laughs> On the Insta, <laughs> my do. name is Alexander the Great. That's A-L-X-A-N-D-E-R underscore the Great. Follow me, hit me up. Like, all that good stuff yes oh my gosh show him some love lord bless him it's just been a pleasure to just have you you in my space and y'all as always be blessed (laughs) 